This morning we will be in our eighth and final week in Ephesians chapter 6. We'll be in what we'll call the final chapter this morning. The closing chapter of the armor of God. We'll be in Ephesians chapter 6. We'll look at verses 18 through 20. There's a lot of people who don't associate this with the armor of God. This morning, you'll see my opinion of that. It's kind of sad to me, right? Uh, this series, is uh, I've really enjoyed it, exploring the context of the armor Paul refers to, and also the true meaning of the pieces of armor that Paul mentions here. We remember back around eight weeks ago, we know that the entire book of Ephesians is kind of a congratulations to the church for, for doing what the church is supposed to do. And these particular verses, verses 10 through 20, we'll finish today in verse 20, is, 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 is so to speak, getting ready for the battle. Okay, Kind of uh, uh, unholster your pistol and make sure there's one in the pipe. You know what I mean? I mean, don't don't just have an unloaded gun. Get it ready because you're going to have to use it. We saw that if you are a follower of Christ, you are either in the middle of entering into or exiting from a spiritual battle. This series, I, I want to explain to you, has been in no way, shape, or form to scare anyone or to alarm anyone because we speak, spoke a lot about evil and knowing evil and the fruit of the Spirit. I didn't want to scare anyone through this, but I, we do have to call attention to the evil that is mentioned in God's Word. I've had, I've had several people from, from this congregation come to me and say, Brother Jeremy, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who's experienced spiritual oppression. I'm so glad, Brother Jeremy, you're the first person who's ever believed me about the evil that I deal with. I want to tell you something. It's not true. I'm the second. Because God always knows what you do. And He's always there, and He'll never leave you, and He'll never forsake you. He'll always be there to guide you. We saw that we have to have the belt of truth buckled around our waist. Remember? The truth of Christ is the first thing that we have to apply to our lives because without the truth of Christ buckled around our waist, we are in spiritual battle and we are fighting, but we're fighting for the wrong side. Remember? If we don't have the, the belt of truth of Jesus Christ, we're not fighting for Christ. We are fighting against Christ. We saw that the breastplate of righteousness. We looked at the types of righteousness. Okay, We looked at godly righteousness. We looked at self-righteousness. We looked at how to live righteously and how to apply the righteousness of Christ to our lives. We learned that we had to go with the gospel when our feet are fitted with the preparation. 
We actually have to bring the gospel with us wherever we go. It is our job to share our faith, not just your pastor or the church staff. We learned about the great history of the shield, the size of it, the making of it, and how when it is soaked in water and, and wet animal hide, that the, the shield would actually extinguish the fiery darts. It would not only stop them, but it would stop the fire from spreading. We also learned that the formation they would get into, they would yell a, a certain phrase. They might remember that phrase. Come on. Testudo. Testudo, meaning, meaning, meaning turtle. Remember? Talked about the turtle. Mr. Charlie actually had it correct. He said tortoise. Called a turtle. The turtle formation. The helmet we learned that the Greek word for helmet was pericupphilia, which means the protection for the soul and the hope of our salvation. And lastly, lastly, last week, last week, we we learned about the soul. We learned a lot about the soul. What it is. How we use the soul. How we have to be a student of the Word. We have to read it. Help ask for understanding of it. And apply what we have read and understood to be good with the soul. This week we'll bring everything together and close with prayer. Please join with me this morning, Ephesians chapter 6. Oh, y'all got it. Stand in the reverence of reading God's Word. Ephesians chapter 6 will begin reading in verse 18. God's Word says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Pray with me. God, we love You. We thank You. We ask that You would open our hearts this morning. God, and we pray that You would hear our prayer this morning. Father, we pray that You would speak to us through this message. We would understand more about prayer, how we do it, what we do it, when we do it, and what do we pray. Father, I ask that You would open our hearts and our minds Fill us this morning. God, draw us together and make us an unstoppable force of God. We love You. We thank You and we praise You. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, you may be seated. First point this morning, we, we got four, okay? First one is, it completes the armor. Why prayer? Prayer completes the armor. You see, we have been through all the things in the spiritual armor of God, as, as Paul refers to, everything that we can see. Right? We just had that recap. 
And every one of those things is something visible to the eye. See, this morning, we're going to talk about something that's not visible. That is an amazing, amazing piece of armor. And I'm here to tell you, it is probably, arguably, the most powerful part next to God's Word in the armor of God. First, this is what makes us an armor. You see, guys, we can put on all the stuff. We can put on the shield, pick up the shield, hold the sword. Okay, we can prepare our feet, put on the belt, put on the breastplate, and put on a helmet. But it don't make us a, 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 an army. It doesn't. It doesn't unify us. Guys, prayer is what connects us all together. This is what joins our spirit in unison to fight as a unified force. An unstoppable army of God. Because I want to tell you something this morning. When we pray, and when we pray in the Spirit, like we should, we'll all be unified. And we'll all live according to God's will. God will speak and give each one of us peace and draw each one of us together. If we join together, and if we pray in unison in the Spirit, God, big things happen. Big things happen. Walls become torn down and non-existent. Lost people come to know Jesus who have never showed an interest in God, but always fought against the kingdom. God, big things happen when we fight together as an army. Do you realize for an army to be successful, they have to have all types of soldiers? Good ones, strong ones, weak ones, ones that blow the trumpet. Everybody has their place in the army. Everybody. And guys, when we pray in unison to the Spirit of God, we will know our place, we will fall into place, we'll be happy with our place, and we'll fight from our place. But if we do not pray, we cannot complete the armor. Because without prayer, we're rogue soldiers. I don't want to be a rogue soldier. I want to be in a unified fighting force with all God's people fighting together for the cause of the Gospel. Second point this morning. Praise in the Spirit. Praise in the Spirit. What does this mean? Now, this has been a, a debate for hundreds of years. A lot. I'm not going to solve it for you this morning, but I am going to tell you what I believe. What does this mean? A lot of people see that this passage, Ephesians 6, 19, they have a direct comparison with Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says, when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit intercedes for us in, 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 in a wordless groan. 
different pastors. Okay, because in, in, in Romans 8, 26, you don't know what to say. You're heartbroken. You just pray and you just sit there and you can't even get a word out. He tells us in, in Ephesians 6 what to pray. It's completely different. The context of the two passages couldn't be further apart. Now I'm going to talk about a private prayer language. I don't know why, but I'm going to. People often ask me, Brother Jeremy, do you believe in a private prayer language? And my answer is this, absolutely. People are sitting here this morning saying, oh yes, indeed, I knew it. I knew I liked that preacher for a reason. Let me tell you something about a private prayer language. I do have one. And we all should. You want me to tell you why? Because it's private between me and God. How I pray is none of your business. Because it is a private prayer between me and my Father. And there's two people that hears it. Me and Him. What does that matter to you? We're not going to have a doctrinal or a theological debate on two passages in Scripture. Because I want to tell you, that has divided the church year after year after year. This is not a doctrinal issue. This is a private language that we pray in. The language that I pray to God in shouldn't matter to you. What should matter is how you pray to God in private. What really should matter is do you pray to God in private? Pray in the Spirit. When I pray, I pray in the Spirit. People tell Brother Jimmy, you get filled with the Spirit, want to run around, stomp, jerk your clothes off. Now, I did that this week, but it had nothing to do with the Spirit. Okay? Alright? It had everything to do with a flea infestation across the road in a travel trailer. That's another story. If you wanted to hear it, you should have been here Wednesday. Come on. People have been looking at me this morning, scratching. I got up this morning, got out of the shower, told a man, I said, baby, you got to check me. I got lice or something. I'm still itching. She said, shut up and just comb your hair. Praying in the Spirit. I want to sort something out for you this morning. When I pray before you, behind you, in my office, to myself at this altar, I pray in the Spirit. Let me tell you how. Because when I squat down, or I stand here and close my eyes, or leave my eyes open, or I'm driving down the road, I concentrate on many things. One is the heartaches that I have for lost people. Two is the, the, the sickness in the community. Three is all the things that we need to do, but we don't have people to do it. I pray in the Spirit, concentrating on the things that God's kingdom, I believe that it needs. I pray heartbroken, humbly, in faith to my Father in the Spirit which intercedes for me. I have faith that my Father Here's my heart. When we pray, we have to pray as the Savior did. Humbly in faith to our Father. 
We don't pray for whoever's around us to hear. Because that's in vain. And I want to tell you, that ain't leaving the roof. You pray what's on your heart to God. And He'll hear you. You know what should matter? Is our prayer life. Because that completes our armor. I want to tell you something about prayer. I don't know if it's ever been told to you. You know what prayer is? Prayer is an open, intimate conversation with God. It can always be there. He wants it. He desires to hear from you. He desires to know your heart. He desires for you to speak to Him and rely on Him in faith and in prayer. Guys, I want to tell you something this morning. God desires an intimate conversation with you and you can have it. You just have to diminish yourself and maximize the Spirit of God in your life. Pray in the Spirit. Diminish your spirit. And be filled with the Spirit of a living God. Third point this morning. What do we pray for? This is my favorite, by the way. Actually, the last one is my favorite. But this one's pretty good too. What to pray for? People come to me and say, Brother Jeremy, I just don't know what to pray for. Listen this morning. Scripture says, and pray in the Spirit, and it gives you a time too. On all occasions. You know what that means? All the time. Don't pray a little bit. Don't pray sometimes. Pray all the time. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. We pray for all things, God. All things. All kinds of prayer on all occasions. For protection, for guidance, for salvation. And we do it all the time. We pray for God's will. We pray for direction. We pray that God would reveal Himself to us so that we know we're living inside of His will. In the context of this passage, we see that we do it before we enter spiritual warfare, during the battle of spiritual warfare, and after we leave the fight of spiritual warfare, we pray on all occasions. I want to promise you one thing. You need guidance on all occasions. Before, during, and after. Spiritual battle. Guys, we have to stop turning a blind eye to what goes on around us and start allowing God to show us the difference in good and evil and what is acceptable behavior in the kingdom of God and what's not acceptable behavior in the kingdom of God. We are fighting tooth and nail in the trenches of battle and spiritual warfare in this country, in this state, in this town every single day. And we are losing because we have chosen to turn a blind eye to things we do not want to deal with. We have chosen to turn a blind eye to the situations 
where they're too dirty. We have chosen to turn a blind eye to the people we think are unsavable. We have chosen to turn a blind eye to the people we think don't need to be in God's church. I want to tell you something. If you believe any of the what I just mentioned, you need to be on your face asking Jesus to save you. Do you follow me? If you don't want to pray for somebody, if you don't want somebody to come to know Christ, you don't know the eternal Father that I have a relationship with. When our brothers and our sisters in Christ fight and, and are scraping through battle, and they scream out, Testudo! They holler, help me! Help me, I need help! What do we do? <laughs> we run. We run, we're like, no, 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 mm, not you. Not that guy. Then we're going to be associated with them. Then people are going to think that we're friends. Then people are going to think that we do things together. Okay. Then people are going to judge me for, for who I... Who cares, honestly? Honestly, I want to be honest with you. Who cares? You know what I want to tell you this morning? Look, I love you. But I don't give a plug nickel what you think about me. I have one person to please. And it's not my wife. And it's not this church. It's my Father in Heaven. And if I please Him, it don't matter if I please you. If you please God, it don't matter what I think about you. We have to pray in the Spirit and know what to pray for. When somebody screams testudo, we need to be running. When somebody cries for help, we need to be running. Because I have been the guy who's cried for help. And everybody ran from me like a person. If you've never experienced that, you don't know what I'm for. I'm going to chase you that. You know what Jesus says? Jesus said, let them all come to me. All of them. They said that the children were coming to Him. And, and, and the disciples said, get, get away, get back from here. And Jesus said, and He said, let them come. Because the least of these, that's who's coming to me. Guys, I want to tell you something this morning. Jesus said, let them come. And we need to let them come. And we ourselves need what do we pray for? Guys, I want to tell you something. If you sit here today, and this is going to be harsh, okay? It's going to be harsh. But if you don't have nothing to pray for, you either are spiritually blind, you're unsaved, or you're living the perfect Christian life. And only two of those can be true. So you pick. If you're sitting here this morning say, Brother Jeremy, I don't know who to pray for. 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, you know what we do as a church? We gather and we seek God and we pray. We put names on a list. We pray at the altar. We pray where we are. We pray out loud. We pray to ourselves. 
but a, a, a number of people gather here every week at the same time for prayers and petitions to God. Come join us! Please! I want somebody else to stand and fight with me. I want somebody else to stand and pray beside me. Join us! Please! As God's people, we need to be here and we need to pray as a group on all occasions. And in the Spirit. We as a church gather. And we gather at a set time to do this. Don't miss it. Last point this morning. Pray for us. Pray for us. Paul says in verse 19, Pray also for me. Pray also for me. Guys, I'm standing here as a humble man of God asking you to pray for your church staff. This isn't easy for any of us. We live in glass houses and you guys are holding the rock. People see every move that we make and then they hold us to a higher standard. Even higher than what you hold yourself. Our children are put on a pedestal and asked to live up to expectations that your children cannot attain. I'm asking you today, pray for him. Pray for Brother Stephen, his wife Jessica, Zachary, Tyler, Chloe, and his children. Pray for Brother Shane and his wife Amanda and his daughter Asher and Alexis and Alexis' husband Alan and their child that is going to be born. Pray for my family, Carson, Abby, and my wife, Amanda, and myself. Pray for your deacon body. Pray for unity. Pray for the spirit to fall among us. Pray for this body. Guys, I'm standing here publicly this morning. I'm going to ask you to pray for three people in in, in Publicist. Kelly, Morgan, and Ashley. They're leaving this summer to go to Camp Livingwater and be counselors and lifeguards and work with kids all summer and share the gospel and do God's work. We better pray. Can you hear me? We better pray. And it ain't just them three. It's the whole group sitting up here that get up every morning and go to a devil's school and fist fight him every single day. Do you know how hard it is for a young person to be a Christian in our public school? You're sitting back there going, hmm, they don't deal with what I dealt with. You have no idea. Twelve-year-old little girl had all been in school last week. Pregnant. Twelve years old. Yeah, it is a lot different than when you went to school. You need to pray. Also, we have administrators 
and teachers and school workers in this church. We need to seek God and pray because they stand and intercede in the battle for our children every single day. We need to pray. Pray for a movement of God in this community. In your home. Within your family. In our state. In our government. In our country. We have many things to pray for. But I want to challenge you to do this. Open your heart in your ears and listen and get on your face and pray in the Spirit. Somebody asks you to pray for them? Stop and pray. You don't know when you'll get another chance. I want to close with a very special passage of Scripture. God's Word says in the 5th chapter of the book of James in the 13th verse, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That our word, mighty familiar to me, Righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness is it? Where we have to drop self-righteousness and live in the righteousness of God. You see, guys, if we want our prayers to be heard, we have to live the righteousness of God because the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. I want to close with this. I promise you, you know somebody this morning who's lost. Maybe it's you. I promise you know somebody this morning who's sick. Maybe it's you. I promise you know somebody this morning who needs a closer walk with the Lord. Maybe it's you. Paul says pray in the Spirit, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer. I want to share something with you this morning. Today is an occasion. And we're gathered here for one reason. And that's to worship and praise our Father in heaven. Today's a special occasion. I want to challenge you to do something with me. Maybe there's somebody here you need to pray with. Maybe there's somebody here you need to pray for. Maybe there's somebody here that you need to go and seek 
forgiveness from. Maybe you need to seek forgiveness for yourself. But I want to tell you this morning, pray on all occasions. I want to challenge you this morning. Thoughts is going to be open. I want you to come pray. I want you to pray with spirit. I want you to pray on this occasion. And if you don't have anything else in your life to pray for, I'm going to be selfish. You pray for me. Look, I'll be the first one to tell you I need prayer every day. I get up every morning and stand on a cold ground and start fighting the devil when my feet hit the floor. Maybe I'm the only guy that does that. So you know what? Pray for me. Pray for my wife. Pray for my children. I'll be selfish. If Brother Shane was preaching this message, he'd be selfish. If Brother Stephen was, he'd be selfish. Whatever you do, and whoever you do it for, pray this morning. Pray this evening. Pray tomorrow. Pray Tuesday. Pray Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. God, the, the, the Scripture says pray on all occasions. Not just on Sunday. I want to ask you this morning. We'll bow our heads and begin to dismiss. I want to ask you to pray. I want to ask you to pray. You need to pray with Brother Shane. He's right here. Brother Stevens. Look, we don't need him to lead music. You come grab him and come pray for him. You need to pray with me or my wife. Hey, I'm here. I'd love to hear you pray for me. If you need me to pray for you or, or Brother Stephen or Brother Shane, we'll be here. Pray this morning on all occasions. God, we love you. We thank you and we praise you. I ask you this morning that you would open our hearts, that we would listen to your Spirit. God, that we would not snuff out the Spirit and grieve Him this morning. God, that we would submit to what You're calling us to do in this place. Father, I pray that we would gather in one accord this morning to praise and worship Your name, God, and to cry out to You for the lost and dying world that's around us. God, I pray that You would help us to be spiritual, armored warriors for the kingdom. I pray that You'd fill us with Your Spirit on all occasions. We love You, Father. We ask You to bless this time this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.